0: i
1: Guys, welcome to another episode of Into the West Comics. My name is Frank. Sonny is uh, doing his best Don Ho impression on, on the islands over there. He is not here tonight. Don Ho impression. But I we we brought we brought in the cleaner. Donovan is here.
0: Huh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Didn't realize we started the show. Oh here. my word! Just trying to get ready. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It's a good time. We have a lot to talk about today that I'm very very excited for.
1: Uh, hot Dog Paul is in the building. Uh, hot Diggity
2: Dog. I think I just saw T.W. in the chat. Yeah. Go Yankees.
1: Yeah, there you go, T.W. He's a
2: Blue Jays fan. <laughs> go Daddy Yankee.
1: <clears throat> and listen, this guy was so good. Special appearance. It wasn't just a one-time birthday thing. We had to bring him <laughs> back. hmm Brother Marcus is back tonight with us. Brother Marcus. Welcome. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Glad to be back, guys. Brother Marcus. That's that's (laughs) Sam Elliott. For a second, I thought I was going to say brother love. (laughs) Brother
1: love. I love you. And uh, our man on the street, he's on location currently...
4: Frank, Frank, can you hear me? He's on location. (laughs) Uncle, nephew Shane. Can anybody hear me?
0: Frank. Shane, we can hear you, Shane. We can hear you. How's everything going over there?
4: (laughs) This hurricane's out of control over here. You got to do like the delay with it. You have
0: to go.
1: Yeah. Wait Everything the-
0: is going fine. Start talking again. How
1: are you? Start talking again. We'll just
4: keep talking.
5: Yeah.
4: No, no,
1: you go. No, you go.
4: <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you? It's morning. Oh morning. my word. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Guys, uh, as Don- as Donovan is cough- coughing and so, I have a head cold. This that, is funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Chomping down, Newport's guys. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, we got lots of news and announcements. They just the heats, the hit, the heats, the hits keep coming. This week, I think uh, the heats th- keep. Coming. I think these guys may have broke the internet. Um, Certainly, we're gonna get to, we're gonna get into that in a moment. But earlier this week, a game that's been adapted into a series that we've been waiting to hear um, or see some trailer, some footage. We had a sizzle reel from HBO. A few months ago, or maybe like a maybe about a month ago, I think right around the time The House of Dragon came out, like a, sizz- <laughs> a sizzle, like note the sizzling sound, like the one that like oh,
2: Universal yes. does before some stuff, where yeah.
5: it's like And, and it's they like showed like two or three
1: scenes part. of this series. <laughs> series, of course, we're talking about is The Last of Us. This is this <clears throat> game is like one of the most popular games. It's been like the last ten years. It's been ridiculous, ridiculous uh, reaction to it. People are loving it. Uh, and we got our first footage of this trailer sure, it's supposed to be dropping the first quarter of 2023 so we have uh we have some time to to process maybe we'll get another trailer and more footage but i think they nailed the casting and the i mean it looks pretty cool we're going to check out this trailer the first official footage of I have not the seen last this. of us coming out exclusively on hbo next year early 2023
2: hbo is still around
1: <laughs> if it's still around The roses
3: <laughs> have faded There's frost at my door The birds in the morning Don't sing anymore The grass in the valley Is starting to die And
1: out in the darkness The will cry
3: The darkness is falling The sky has turned gray The hound in the distance Is starting to fade Alone and forsake and by fate and by man. Oh Lord, if you hear me, please hold my hand.
1: Alone and forsake and by fate and by man. Oh Lord, this is your chance. If you hear me,
0: please
4: hold my hand. Oh, that's shut. You keep her alive.
5: And you said everything right.
4: Goodbye, man. Goodbye, man. Save who you can save. Oh, please understand.
0: The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty
1: funny.
5: That yeah, looks good. It uh, Looks pretty. Yeah. Cool. I think it looks yeah. fantastic. Riveting, yeah.
1: riveting. There's something about, there's something about him that he he plays really well, like in a, in a western setting. A lot of people said the first season of Mandalorian felt very much like a western, right? Yeah. And it kind of has those vibes to yeah. it. I mean, it
2: certainly does. Maybe the yeah. music. The,
1: I mean, the, the just music was sets big. the tone for the western. Right. Um, do you think people are ready for uh, a new zombie-based type of series?
2: I, I do, and I think uh, the main, like, delineation for this uh, is going to be is in The Walking Dead. I haven't watched all of The Walking Dead. I've walked, watched more of it than you would probably expect, but um, the zombies are just zombies. There's not, like, super-powered zombies, whereas in The Last of Us, or so, so to speak, the, um, the clicker, which is what the face of so the really creepy-looking dude almost looks like the dude from Pan's Labyrinth or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever movie that is. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, that is a clicker, and it's one of those enemies that, like, the gameplay is very, like, stealth-orientated. You only have certain stuff, and you have to do things in a specific way, and that you have to sneak up on or something like that, or it's just going to straight-up kill you. Cool. And that is, a more, that is a more unique kind of zombie than we get in stuff like The Walking Dead. Not that The Walking Dead isn't good, but... It's just a different kind of more like base level zombies. And you kind of wonder why, how does anyone ever get killed by these zombies in Walking Dead sometimes? that I doubt that will be the case in The Last of Us. There's going to be like, how does anyone get away from these zombies? I am um, very interested to see where it goes. I haven't played the first game, but I have played a lot or quite a bit of the second game in a strange twist. Um, something that was, the second game was very polarizing. It was a good game and the story was good, but something happens in that story that um very early on that turned a lot of people off and i think it was a fantastic moment having not played the first game and i was mm-hmm. even still attached to this character i, I don't want to spoil it i don't think i should because it might happen in the show mm-hmm. and um it was fantastic and i hadn't played the first game and it happened and i was like holy that did that really just happen
5: mm-hmm.
2: and that was incredible and i think um Pedro Pascal really looks the part. There were some people who were a little like Joel isn't a Hispanic uh, gentleman; he's just a white dude. But that doesn't oh, matter. Um, <laughs> but weirdly enough, are we still there? Like yeah. some people are still so complaining about this would sort of be stuff. Shocked. <laughs> Good God! Um, I think he is probably the best choice for mainstream actors who they could have got in for him. Um, and then uh, the little girl; she's she doesn't. I don't know if she looks like she'll fit the intenseness of sure, the little game girl Thrones, from the game. I, I that's, I Leanna Mormont. Yeah, she's the little yeah, girl who's like, the two king
0: of the north. If she like. has
2: that pedigree, I'm sure she's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. for looking the part, I'm like, that's a little weird. She's a but legit character in that show. I think, yeah. uh, she's, she really is. She's I think dope. the show is going to be fantastic, and um, it's making me want to finish playing the second game. Mm. It's a very slow gameplay, and I struggle with that kind of thing. So the, don't think because I didn't finish it, the game or story isn't good. It's just slower, and I'm like, you know. You guys know me.
3: Brother Love. What up? You know. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. Honestly, I don't think anyone has gotten tired of zombie anything. Um, Especially like from the comic book perspective, Marvel Zombies continues to sell even outside of Halloween season. So. They're, then, gonna, is
1: they're doing the animated Marvel
3: zombie series. Right, yeah. right. And we usually can't keep that stuff in stock. So it's, mm. it's, it's so always selling. It's so good. And then I think a lot of the publishers are starting to see that too, especially DC, like with James Tynan. And his. Oh. his yeah. oh, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I had to make sure I get that name right. The fourth, actually.
1: <laughs> I said it wrong even after I learned how to say yeah. it. Yeah. You're like, thank
3: you, Mr. Tinian. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like just seeing like a steady progression of more and more titles, whether it be Nice House on a Lake by him or. I
2: like Nice House on a Lake. I read the first so couple of issues.
3: It's so good. That or Jeff Lemire and all of his stuff that he does for horror. The, just that whole genre in comics yep. is starting to. Um, really, just explode. And I don't think it's slowing down anytime to soon. To your point,
2: I think if this succeeds, we can see something like obviously we're probably going to get a Marvel Zombies thing. Mm-hmm. And what I, I attach to Deceased a little bit more, I think that's a better story than DC's, the Marvel stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that would be incredible to see as a television show on right. HBO mm-hmm. Max or something. Right. Um, and if they can
1: give her good director.
2: bring t- right, bring Tom right. Taylor on as an executive producer. Oh, my that nice. would be
3: incredible. Oh my goodness, yeah. DC. yeah. I think that was kind of like my first kind of like, ex- you know, in reading as a comic book reader. That was like my first kind of horror, yeah, uh, um, exposure to it, and it, yeah that series is phenomenal they just started another one yeah. uh, with the undead God so I'm now you, so excited. Now, you, now you got like a zombie Orion and a and oh, yeah. all, the, all those all those dark side. yeah the new Genesis all those very cool n- new gods so it's like really cool so um, I think yeah it's not slowing down definitely not um Omega
0: yeah I, I yeah the zombie stuff is cool. I mean, I, I don't get the appeal. I really don't. I don't
1: get the appeal. So you're into it. I,
0: I'm, the, I'm into the story. The story is really, really cool. And they've got incredible actors in it. And the imagery from just because that's the first time I've seen that. The, the imagery right. looks amazing. Yeah, so it does. hopefully that it's the, a good paced show. Very polished. But as far as zombies are concerned, I mean, they aren't going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, right. Since Night of the Living Dead, we've gotten zombies every single decade. Sure. Yeah. So this is just ushering in, I think, a new era of I get zombies. What you're I, I get what you're saying. Um, so I'm hoping that it's different than what we've seen before. Um, we've had the Night of the Living Dead. <clears throat> then in the '80s runs, we had all of the the Living Dead movies that mm-hmm. uh, Romero did that were sort of sort of B campy esque movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Zack Snyder. Came out and did Dawn of the Dead, and he remade it. And he was like, "Hey, what if zombies ran?" Right, and people are like, "Oh my god, why have we not done this?" Like, of course zombies could run. What was the Brad
1: Pitt that World War Z? And when World War Z happens, like, what if zombies not only ran
0: but they acted like ants and crawled on each other and made bridges? And that was insane. That was for me
2: the most scary zombie a zombie in a zombie movie has ever Mm. been. Yeah,
0: and then there was you know the uh, the Will Smith. And that I zombie, am I That's am legend. supposed to be vampires yeah, from the okay. book,
2: but it works. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So we, and then of course, Walking Dead totally like well, yeah. brought back the old sort of Night of the Living Dead with the violence of of modern zombie story. Oh, and, sweet. but that was really more of an introspective look on how humans would respond to zombies and how they would behave with each other rather mm-hmm. than how they handle zombies So I'm interested to see how creative they're going to get with that aspect of, like, how do human beings interact with each other during a zombie apocalypse, which we kind of see in the trailer, Uh paired with what type of zombies are we going to actually get? I think that's what makes a great, compelling zombie story are those two things. I think
2: think a lot of the reason Pedro Pascal got cast and it's not just because he's a fantastic actor and he does look the part, is the relationship in a weird way the relationship that uh, Joel has with Ellie, I believe that's the character's name, is very similar to the relationship that Mando has with Grogu. It's just those two alone in a wasteland trying to protect themselves mm. from the all the horrors that could come after them. Mm. And I think that's what this show is going to be. You think it got those the two, job? I, th-
4: I, think I think it what, may have. That may have the I think job. it
2: may have. And I think that that narrative, the two of them and them bonding cuz that's the strength of the games. That that the, from a narrative standpoint yeah. is those two okay. coming to care for each other. When they have no one else. Okay. And I think that's going to be the backbone of the show. And also there's going to be some interesting zombie stuff. I think similar to Star Wars, zombies is similar in the way that most zombie stuff and most Star Wars stuff is just kind of, okay. But when zombie stuff is good, it's really good. Well, that's what
0: I was going to say because a lot of the great zombie movies that we see, they they pick up on social topics. Like Night of the Living Dead was a, like the mm-hmm. biggest social thing in the 60s because you had the main character was a black man. Was with a white woman, super woke, which was not a thing in the
5: 60s,
0: (laughs) and he was and he ended up being the hero at the end of that story, so that made a huge difference there. And then you see the sort of the Zack Snyder thing is like the uh, in in the mall and consumption and all of that sort of thing. Like, we live in consumption, and if we get out of that consumption. The world could kill us because we're so obsessed with material things, and then mm-hmm. World War Z is when we really let everything get out of control. Right. Okay. So, and even even with, um, uh, I always hmm. forget the name. I don't know why. That's how memorable that Will Smith movie was. I am Legend. I am legend. <laughs> I am legend. Good boy. <laughs> really like them.
1: that. Bad Boys too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> I hate that movie. I so hate that movie. I didn't do that. Anyway, so so I think to your point, like every zombie story is important if they make an importance on it. And then, of course, Walking Dead was more of an introspective, like how we treat each other in community. Mm -hmm. How do we respond to each other in crisis and community? So now that we have this story, it should be interesting to see like what main, like, what's the, what, what are they trying to tell society through this zombie story? That's what mm-hmm. I'm most interested
1: in. I think that one of the things that comes across from this this series of these two games um, is that it has incredible storytelling. That's what the people tell me, is right. that they've been playing the game for years, is that it's got incredible storytelling, oh. and there's like really cool characters. Yeah. Um, Uncle Nephew, have you ever played, I'm sorry, Uncle Nephew, are you there? Have you ever played the Last of Us <laughs> yeah. games out there on the streets? <laughs> In those in these streets,
4: up here in these streets, yeah, yeah. I don't want nobody. No, nah, I've never played the game, uh, but um, I can understand um, the connection to these characters because you know, if you like the movie like The Road, remember The Road with Viggo Morton? Oh, yeah, yeah that's oh, yeah. a good one, too. Uh, like, mm. I think I get that kind of vibe from it, and um. The little girl plays Ellie. Bella Ramsey is yeah. her name. Oh, for, yeah, I she do was in Game name. of Thrones and whatnot. A lot of people did not does not. They don't like the look of her, as far as you know. Mm. They don't like the, her look and everything. It's she not comparable to Ellie in the game. Mm. Well, I think but she's such a great yeah. actress, I don't think that really that shouldn't matter. And I didn't just know like, that. You know, that's why I think people are, are looking mm-hmm. for, as far as their connection, more than anything. I think if you. Um, If you're not exactly uh, uh, onto zombie things and zombie-type shows and stuff like that, I think that... If, if these characters connect, uh, just uh, in the show standpoint, I think everything should be fine. Because mm. I'm not that big a fan mm. of zombies either. But, you know, and I've never played the game Last of Us, to answer your question. But I I like it so far, just from the trailer, just because I think it looks pretty pretty hip and yeah. pretty now. Very, very, very... <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very polished. It's like, yeah, it looks, it looks po- like a polished zombie. Yeah, yeah it, was like very, it was like watching <laughs> you know, the Rings of Power trailer. Just yeah. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I, 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 very, very nice. I prefer, I prefer a good polish. I think soul, oh, yeah. Shane makes
2: a really good point with the um, the look of Ellie because I I, d- even did I, do? I did it sitting. You do? I'm, kid- I'm kidding. Uh, you like? Because I just did it sitting right here. I didn't realize the type of pedigree and like the actor that that girl is. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's a lesson to myself and others. Just because you don't think the character looks like the character from the game, right? Doesn't that's mean not she can't be fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, then even then as a performer, like each actor and each performer brings their own sort of interpretation to it mm-hmm. right. so you've right. got these actors and you know in um uh, ashley johnson who played ellie in the game and they did all the mocap so it looks just like her and then i forget his name i think it's nolan Tr- no. No, no, it's no, not, no, no, no no yeah no it is nolan north is it yeah i believe it is no i think north. he might be no, in, no he was in, uncharted, that's um, uncharted. uncharted. Yeah. um maybe it's trevor will smith Oh, I forget his name. I'm voice voiceless Joker and uh, Markham Origins and and I am, Morgan Freeman and I am Radio or whatever it's called. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But
2: I am you gotta
0: give you gotta give actors a chance to yeah. bring their own spin to things just because mm-hmm. they don't look exactly like a game no, doesn't right. mean anything. Like what are you talking that doesn't about? Mean anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> about? Like
3: yeah, ugh, you know, just it just drives me nuts. You know. <laughs> I think you guys touched on something that I never even thought of. Maybe this is, like, the new comic trope. Like, kind of like with Captain America always punching Nazis. You know, that kind of thing. You know, because it seems like, I guess every few decades or so, there seems to be, like, a main... Enemy, if you will, like mm-hmm. if you go back, if you go back to the Kirby Stanley days, where mm-hmm. it was you know you had the World War Two stuff yep. and Captain America punching Nazis, all that. So you had the whole war thing, rally behind the soldiers, war effort, that kind of thing. And now we're kind of moving on at peacetime, so we have a more of a peacetime. We need, we still need something to, you know some hurdle to, uh, you know, overcome. I think so with the whole social layering that I'm hearing from you guys, it sounds like this might be kind of like that new trope that we'll see. And that's probably why the the horror genre in comics is probably kind of exploding. Well, they're they're starting to use that from the
2: narrative of the games. Kind of, kind of, I think you might've like, you brought me to something is that I think maybe the theme of this will be who is the enemy.
3: Mm, Right. Right. Is
2: it us are Joel and Ellie because they're not like the best of friends at first mm. and it's like who 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 are we trusting who are we and I, I believe um in the games Ellie has a um she's immune to the the um zombie uh, whatever it's turning people into yeah. zombies and that's a big plot point point. Oh, and okay. she I th- think she needs to be killed to get that antidote and whether or not that happens I won't say. But that's gonna kind of be like, who's the enemy? Are there these doctors trying to kill this little girl? Is it Ellie trying not to die? Is it Joel trying to save her, oh, or no. Joel trying to have her kill herself to do this? Mm-hmm. And I think that might be an interesting plot point. I think that might be what it is.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, right now, who of...
2: is the enemy in like real life? Us? Who? Right. Our right. government? Is it? Right. You know what I mean? I think exactly. that. I think you make a really good point.
1: I think yeah. it's cool that they're they're leaning into this genre. That I mean, it's a it seems like a kind of like a no brainer as far as a partnership for this kind of content for last of us to be an hbo series i think that i think that it's perfect it's mm-hmm. like a perfect matchup if if hbo is you know in you know are they functioning by then <laughs> I don't <know>. yeah. <laughs> so like, they have. because uh i hope they stick around they have yeah. yeah. the same well they yeah. have like this Amazing the, the merger of you know crossing over things for yeah. all of their streaming uh right. they're going to come together and form voltron I think like it's like next next July August. Okay. Discovery Plus and I'll form the head. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> With the power of what?
1: farmhouse fixer. Yeah. And uh, I don't know the shows. Oh. Whatever yeah. it is. Farmhouse? flip yeah. or flop. I don't know. Okay. Listen. <laughs> We know one movie that's coming out soon that we got a little bit of news on that we know for sure it will not be a flop. Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl. (laughs) Earlier this week, Mr. Van City Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, was on the (laughs) interwebs, and uh, he gave us a little bit of an update that we didn't get at San Diego Comic-Con, that we didn't get at D23, with regards to Deadpool 3, which hasn't really been placed in the the slate or the map of a phase or phase five or six mm-hmm. but it seems like we have a tentative date and uh, we got some type of announcement. We're going to check that out now. Uh, Ryan Reynolds um, I don't know his, his log cabin or something wherever he was from Who yesterday. Hey
3: everyone. Uh, hey Ryan. We're extremely sad to miss D23 but we've been oh. working very hard on the next Deadpool film for uh, a good long while now. Oh good. I've had to really search my soul on this one. Uh, his first appearance in the MCU obviously needs to feel special. We need to stay true to the character, uh, find new depth, new motivation, new meaning. <laughs> Every Deadpool needs to stand out and stand apart. It's been an incredible challenge that has forced so me much to boost. reach down <laughs> deep inside. And I... That was a nothing. troll right there. <laughs> yeah. It's just completely empty up here. And terrifying. But we did have one idea. Hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time?
4: Yeah, sure, Ron. <laughs> I, I
0: it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that See was a- at Marvel
3: Studios. Yep. Yeah. It's so that, that that was actually a uh, that 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 scene that little clip right there where he's on the toilet reading the comic. That was actually a troll to Benjamin Percy, who's currently writing Wolverine, and that was one of his issues. And he oh, posted, really? he posted oh. it on his Instagram. Nice. He was like, oh. "Oh, look at this troll," and he he circled it. <laughs> <Very> nice. <laughs> nice, nice. That's cool
1: when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would you think about that?
0: I think that was incredible. I was at work, and my friend Doug sent me that clip, and he was like, he goes, please tell me that I'm the first one to send you this. Because usually it's one of you guys who sends me something first. So when he sent it to me, I saw it, and I, I I was floored by this. I was... Excited! I I couldn't wait to see what's going to happen. I'm like, finally! And you guys are going to hate me for saying this, and I don't care. It's going to take the taste of Logan out of my mouth. We're going to get Hugh Jackman as Wolverine back again. And like, doesn't oh, like Logan. I did okay. not like what? Logan.
4: Keep, keep. <laughs> Too sad. Yeah. So
0: how you <laughs> like how you don't like Spider Man, Tom Holland Spider Man? Yeah. I don't like Logan. I think Logan's better than. Spider-Man. Okay. Well, well no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you open that
5: can, yes. but, All right. but but okay. I'm saying
0: like a lot of people like <laughs> yeah, Logan. A, a lot of people like Logan. I'm just not one of those people. Right. Um, I've You've seen got it three it's, times, it's, and then it's a even sad movie. James Mangold has said <laughs> that this is not necessarily the same. Wolverine, Logan that you've seen in other X-Men mm-hmm. things and their whole timeline from 20th Century Fox has always been messed up for me. So that's a hard one for me to watch and go, yeah, and enjoy it on its own. Maybe one day I'll get there. Probably yeah. not, but I'm excited <laughs> for this. Um, Deadpool 2, we got cable, you know, traveling through so- sort of time traveling. We've got some sort of multiverse things that were going on by the end of that movie. So I'm sure that's how they're going to tie this in with the MCU. We talked about it before. I don't think that... Hugh Jackman is going to be the Wolverine of the MCU going forward. I think this is going to be one thing. I think by the end of this Deadpool movie, our Deadpool is going to be on Earth 616 and everything else will go by the wayside and he'll be stuck on the MCU and he'll go, oh, so this is the MCU. (laughs) I've been looking forward to this. Let's, I think you're probably right. Let's He's F already, some wrote, S He's up, already like, wrote the movie. Like so, so for me, I think that's <laughs> that'll be the end. And then maybe we see Wolverine in this movie of our Earth 616 Wolverine meeting with that Wolverine saying, hey, you've got a big responsibility. Don't let whatever you're feeling get to you. And that'll be the end of that. And that'll finally put the... Coffin closed on Wolverine. So we're going to have like
3: a Wolverine pointy meme?
0: Essentially, yes. I think that's what (laughs) they're going to try. I do think that's what they're going to try and do. What they kind of did with Spider-Man is we're going to get a couple of Wolverines with each other going, you, you, and then that'll be that. But I'm so excited for this. I think Ryan Reynolds will be the next Robert Downey Jr. for the MCU going forward. I think that might be a good call. Mm, Okay. Um, I don't think Franker is, um, all I, so, I couldn't, I couldn't tell.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: hmm. um, he goes, okay. So uh, first of all, I'm going to echo everything that Donovan said, except that he doesn't like Logan. I'm very excited for this. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I think s- seeing those two on screen together, being those characters will be awesome. Hmm. I-, I am very excited for that. Um, but I think the reason that this is happening, I say, but, but I'm not going to contradict myself. I think the reason this is happening is because... Marvel has to honor the contracts of 20th Century Fox right. through 2025 for all of those X-Men actors, which is why mm. um, Patrick Stewart was in that in a Multiverse of Madness Patrick Stewart. and why they can't cast <laughs> someone new yet or even mm. do anything like that because if they want to do an X-Men series, they want to sign someone up. But if they do it with Michael Fassbender, they got to sign a new contract in 2025 and he may not do that. So right. the Time I think the understand, understanding is that they're going to wait until 2025 to make new X-Men stuff, and they're going to do what they can with the contracts they have now. And I think that is what's happening. Do you think
1: that's the issue with them announcing X-Men-related projects? That's 100% it. Because they start having producers and...
2: I think the this movie. The actor's
1: saying, what's, what, what's going on? Like, wait, or,
3: or, so, am, so, I in,
1: am I in this? Or what's, you know, kind of
3: thing. So that's, that means it's it's holding up X Men. It's holding up, what, Fantastic Four? X Men's not going to be fa- until phase well, seven. Well, yeah. I don't think
1: it's. Oh, as, really? You think I, it'll be I that long? Think so. I,
3: I don't think, don't they're think they're going to introduce gonna be,
0: the X Men in this movie, uh, like going forward, at least tease what's going to be happening but with the X Men. But if X-Men. you
1: look at it schedule wise, mm. then that would be in phase six yeah towards mm. the end. And if they introduce a couple of them, they're not, there's not going to be another X-Men-related yeah, project until they get to Phase 7, because the end of Phase 7 is what? Cast, it's the Avengers. King, Secret, Con- Secret Con- Wars King, is, 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 the, is the the last. Conquer King. It's Conquer
5: King.
2: So I don't think there's any actors who are currently signed on to play Fantastic Four characters, and that's why right. Fantastic Four will probably get developed more quickly, because there's not existing contracts for those characters. I think they got them. there are all. with X-Men. For who?
0: I think they have it casted. They're for just X-Men? not. No, for Fantastic Four. Oh, so do I. Yeah, I think they got him. I don't think they can cast for X Men yet, and that's why we haven't heard as much. Mm-hmm. If on a short list, I, I think if they are going to cast first, I think the first three that they're going to cast are Wolverine, uh, Professor X, and Ed Magneto um, right out of the gate. I think those will be the first three announcements those, that are, yeah, the MCU the, will do. Like, hey, these thing, are going to be the new um, big it,
1: three from the X Men. That weekend, yeah, Marcus, you'd tell me if you had heard this or not. The weekend of San Diego Comic-Con, there was, I was telling Paul this because mm. we came in that night after we started getting Marvel. But Marvel did their panel and like, you know, blew San Diego up um, mm. with all their announcements. Right. There was something being leaked online that uh, Hall was going to play Cyclops. And the tweet disappeared. I was telling him about it. It vanished. Mm-hmm. It was out there. And it was like, it was from, I can't remember who the guy was, but it it was being tweeted and retweeted. And I was like, I got to go back and I got to find this and it's gone.
2: I do remember that.
1: If it it was something that was being leaked and then Feige is like, well, no, we're shutting that down because we can't start to talk about that. And that would make sense that they can't make announcements for castings for future X-Men related Mm -hmm. projects because... For this exact right. reason, so
2: right? That yeah. uh, Austin just commented in the chat. Everyone's was super active in the chat. That's super awesome. He said that that may or may not have been debunked. So whether that is the case for the 2025 contract thing is kind of up in the air. But I think that uh, one of the reasons that has come to like knowledge, if you will, is because people are like trying to figure out why it's not being cast. And so that's why people are like, oh, there may be remaining contracts. But Austin is saying he's not sure where. He, he thinks he heard that that is maybe not the whole truth. But it's got to be something like that with yeah. lasting contracts or – because why else would they not?
3: Yeah, because from, from comics, I, I haven't really seen any of that. That's actually the first time I've heard that. So um, I wouldn't <laughs> – x-men is just if if anything it's it's just kind of just going on as it always has or mm-hmm. at least with this in this new kind of universe that they're in now with being our everyone on Krokoa, yeah and them trying to you know fight to keep their legitimacy and their in their utopia and in, in good st- standing so um i haven't really seen any indications yet of anything within the comics yet of, of something that might possibly jump onto the Big screen. So
2: let me G-shirt. ask you guys a question. So they're saying that the um, Fantastic Four movie is not going to be an origin film, which I I like. Uh, yeah. Do you guys think that the X Men film is going to be an origin film, where they get together a team, or it's going to be a team that's in place with maybe one new member joining it? It depends. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it depends you on the. Li- first.
1: I think it depends on the lineup, mm. right? Right. If, if, if they're going to go with yeah. like the core, Angel, Cyclops type of thing, or if they're trying to like jumpstart it into maybe like, like Tatum, un- Uncanny and do like storm rogue wolverine right, right. maybe we see him in Deadpool. Of type of type of lineup i mean right. it, it's interesting because yeah. when you have like those classic x-men characters and yeah. if you read x-men like uncanny x-men during the late late 80s early 90s if you were like reading any of those runs right um you were blessed it's great it's yeah. great storytelling <laughs> right. and it's a great it's a great melding of the og x-men characters yeah. and and the newer ones so, I mean, I think it just depends on the lineup. Shane, we know you hate Spider-Man.
4: Yes. Do you all,
1: Are you also very anti-X-Men? Are you just like a mutant hater? Mutants' lives
4: matter. <laughs> <laughs> do you, are are you anti-mutants? MLM? No, no. That's matter else. of fact. MLM, baby. Matter of fact, I, I've always thought if they did, you know, reboot X-Men, which they're going to do, I, I would hope that they would start with, you know, Iceman, Beast, Angel, you know, Miss Marvel, yada yada yada. That that lineup first, at least give us a, a glimpse of that to start, mm. and then maybe time jump a little bit, and then we mm. get yes, Nightcrawler and the others. Right. You know, oh, man. What what if it's Kirk? the movie? Oh, man. You know how great that would be to that actually be see like a Snowman, Iceman running around. Oh like, man, you know, you know, I dig that type of stuff as far as X Men is is concerned. I like, I uh, I would like to see Hellfire Club be introduced. You know, as uh, as too. villains that they can fight, not automatically be. Magneto. I'd like to see Proteus be somebody yeah, they could fight. You know, right. auto- why does it always have to be automatically? Yet to think of Magneto when you think of X Men. I think right. there's other routes they could go no, that'd, that'd be a little true. bit more interesting for the viewer. I mean, so I, do you they think like they, they're they not could go with the
1: original lineup then, Paul? They go uh, with the original lineup.
2: I think that's yes. probably what they'll end up doing with maybe like an odd character joining or something like that. Yeah. But so. Shane brought up Magneto. Do you think they move his origin up to be like a Vietnam-type thing or something like that? Now, now here's my take on that. I think if they can keep him with his original origin, they should. But if it makes sense for the story to move him up and keep the theme of it intact, like maybe a different tragedy from a different war that he struggled through and his family went through, I think it's difficult to take that away from the representation of that character and what he means to maybe those people. But I think... If it works for the story,
0: I wouldn't be super upset about it. I think you have to do Magneto with the origin of him being Jewish in a Holocaust camp because that is what X-Men is all about. It's all (laughs) about segregation. I mean, the Nazis believed that they were genetically better than these these Jewish people who were more wealthy, understood Mm -hmm. uh, how to run businesses and community better than them. And it's the same thing with X-Men. X-Men, they have these amazing abilities to do things that average people can't do. And there's a separation there. There's the I'm better than you. There's this There's racial tension that happens between mutants and and, and regular gened people. We got to keep them. They're a danger to society. They'll ruin everything. So I think if you take that aspect Mm -hmm. out of that from Magneto, because that is the... The feather in his cap—that is the thing, the, or the bean in his bonnet. Rather, him. that's yeah, what yeah. drives him to yeah. be the villainous because yeah. he sees. Not only was I Jewish and thrown in a concentration camp mm-hmm. and survived that. Now mutant, I have to try and survive prosecutes. as a mutant because I'm a—I have different abilities. How right. am I different from anybody else? Just because I can move metal—that is the thing that gets him going. So I think if cause. you, yeah, I think that's if right. you take that cause. that aspect out of it, it's going to be kind of hard to make him as compelling. So, so I guess what I'm
2: asking is because i've seen some stuff about this people like asking about it on reddit and maybe some reliable sources maybe not about them moving his age up and if it is a gentleman like giancarlo esposito maybe that plight was the civil rights movement and him dealing with things like that and that's what it's about that's what if they do something oh, yeah. like that that could be, I mean, it kind of steals that representation from away from the Jewish community, which I don't like. Right. But if it works for the story and it still gets the same point across of the downtrodden being downtrodden and him saying, I'm done, I think that would still work for the character. Totally. If if that's the route they would go. It, you have
0: to make sure that that route goes because yes. that is literally one of the cornerstones of X, the X-Men story and who they're fighting and what they're battling against. Not only are they battling against society, but there's also, they're battling against each other mm-hmm. sure as well. So that's why that. they're all so good stories.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is They've got to have, yeah. they're going to have a plan in place. Yeah. And I I have faith that they're going to be able to pull this off because I think they're still going to have, some more time yeah. to map out exactly what they want to do, what they want to adapt right. as far as storylines, because you know that they don't want to go back and do the X Men movies that have already been done. They want to right. they want to put their own stamp on it, which makes me feel like they would try to adapt House of X, Powers yeah. of Ten. That yeah. they would want to adapt those kind of things because mm. those are really cool stories. Yeah. It's just it depends on uh, you know if the people buy in. Plus, it's really. That's really more advanced for where where the x men are mm-hmm. currently from where we want to have them cinematically mm-hmm. in just two or three years it would it might be hard to pull that off
3: right. i've I've been seeing some fan art here and there on, on the interwebs, and uh you know a lot of the people a lot of the people there uh within that uh, realm are doing all kinds of fan art mock ups with different unknown actors and actresses. You know, like, uh, there was this really young-looking uh, black woman they were using for Storm. And- Kiki Palmer? No, it wasn't Kiki Palmer. It was, like, literally someone who's, like, maybe mm. on the up-and-coming, but we don't know the, the name. Because I know is- they
2: had said something about Kiki Palmer, and people lost from their eyes. Nope, like, right? Chill out, dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I nope. that- yeah. I thought that was Akela another
0: bad
3: Kiki. Ken- Akilah and the Bee. Yeah. She's from there as well. mm. yeah. Kiki yeah. Palmer. Kiki Palmer, yeah. Right. So I just like saying Kiki Palmer. <laughs> it's
5: funny to say. Kiki,
3: do you Kiki. love me? K- anyway, oh, so... Um, I digress. One <laughs> cut to Shane, and I lost it. But it, it's, the, it, it's, I'm it's, losing you. Are you are you there, Shane? Yeah. So it, it seems like it, it seems like there, you know, that question is already kind of being fielded amongst the the, the, the fandom. But um, I think probably I would say the best thing for them to do is to go with up-and-coming actors, maybe some unknowns that we don't yes. know. Yes,
0: yes, please.
3: And then, yes, depending on their age, that can affect, I would say that should uh, be considered in what storyline they go Right, with. because so- you can't
2: have like a 30-year-old Magneto, 40-year-old Magneto, and be like, oh, by the way, he was in a concentration
3: camp in the 1940s. Right, (laughs) exactly. Totally.
4: (laughs) Exactly. So so there's got to be, yeah, Yeah. so so little
3: details like that, yeah, because if you get that wrong, the the internet (laughs) is going to slaughter you. But with the the multiverse
0: existing, could Ah. we get a younger, you know, Professor X or a younger True. Uh, Magneto, that's brought into this timeline from wherever they were. Now, with this whole multiverse saga, yes, you, you the could. potential is really endless. They could, could be sucked out from 1940 and then stuck into 2025. Sure. True. So. Wow! Yeah. Then there's That's that. True. So there's that to play with as far as timeline well. is concerned. But yeah. yes, it has to be done well, and it has yeah. to be done cohesive. That's the route that they're going to go. But yeah. I do understand your point as far as like you can't yeah. take a young actor and what? go, yeah, it's twenty twenty five. I was in the Holocaust. Don't I look great? Like what it doesn't they, make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> what
1: if they completely switched gears for phase seven and they just feature the X Men? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that would. And be you great. have you have multiple films. Yeah. You have one or two of the Plush series. Oh man, that are mutant based. Oh man, and it's all tying into a
2: X Men versus Avengers movie.
1: Oh, at the end of that, yeah. But you would do like a extinction agenda or something. Oh some yeah, storyline. You do like origins that. for
0: each character, and then finally yeah. they come together for an X Men movie. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, That's a good idea. I, I mean, That's I'm not, not a no.
1: You've heard my idea for Eternals is they should have made it a series. Yeah. And yes. spotlighted yes. each character. Right. And then at the end, you bring them all together.
3: Right. And then right.
0: not do the movie that they did. And then not make a, a film. Yeah because, yeah, yeah. Because
3: still, yeah, because nobody knows the Eternals. Nope. Still. Yeah. Eternals. still, still even with the movie, no they one knows. know. It. And even with the successful
0: 2015 run, like, still no one knew who they were. Yeah, so like- Kevin on it right now, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, he was the- he was the last uh, collection that they did.
2: That was the last time I read an Eternals. Um, book. The current, the current,
3: yeah, the current writer of uh, Eternals. Yeah, that's yeah, that is Karen Gillen. Yes, it's yes. Karen Gillen now. Yes, yeah, Karen Gillen. Yeah. Oh, Neil Gaiman. Sorry, Neil Gaiman oh, was yeah. before it's, him. It's, it was uh yeah. They've collected that in in trade and hardcover and all that, and then Karen Gillen is doing the current thing and and also writing the Judgment Day um, big event that they're having. That's crossing over into everything, so mm-hmm. you can go buy a million books. Oh my! God. I'll, be, I'll be there <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. Which to is pick up my actually, half a million. which you know, I will say, um, I'm I'm a little fatigued with all the events, but uh, the tie-in issue of from this week of uh, issue ten of um, Amazing Spider-Man was awesome. It was actually very cool because you got to see a lot of the characters who you wouldn't think. All, all of a sudden start to re-examine their life choices and as they're facing judgment from this celestial and you're like, have you been reading oh, ASM? Wow. Like all all, mm-hmm. like, all 10 so far yeah looks so, I gave up. During Nick <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I've
5: been so like, a lot of people I, have, but I, but you yes. know, it's
1: like I was, I was loyal for ASM like the longest time. Right. I love Spider-Man, and I was like, yeah. I'd read. Just I'm like, the so good, better, and different. I'm just in.
3: So now, you know? the only thing right now from the current run that's polarizing is the artwork. Okay, so if you Fair are enough. not a fan of John Romita Jr., then <laughs> would, that,
5: it's, that gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be,
3: it's gonna be a tough one. Uh, but the story is good enough that you can kind of overlook that if nice. that's an issue, Issue, you know, kind of like with uh, JMS's run on uh, uh, J. Michael Straczynski's run when he uh, uh, John Romita jr. Did that for the first half of it before I think Diodato took over. And uh, yeah, a lot of people say, yeah. And even back then that, that artwork uh, didn't have as many complaints. I think as this current run with as uh, in terms of artwork, John Romita jr. So if you're a fan of John Romita, you're good. Uh John Romita Jr., if you're good you're good. But if you if that if you can't get over that hump, if it's distracting to you and you don't really like him, then you're gonna mm-hmm. be missing out on actually a good story. And in fact, Zeb Wells, the writer, he's actually listed as the producer, I think, on She Hulk. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a connection there.
1: Yeah. And I heard that there's an Easter egg to to Dan Slot. Uh is there? I haven't watched the last two episodes of She-Hulk, but I heard there's an oh. Easter egg to Dan Slott. I have. Nice. I, I couldn't have. tell you
0: what Easter <laughs> egg are. Yeah, I, was, could, um, I wouldn't
1: be able to tell you either. We're going to get to that topic next week. Right. We're, running, we're running a little low on time, but I oh, wanted okay. to mention uh, real quick, Werewolf by Night is getting really positive reactions early on. Mm-hmm. It got a perfect score in Rotten Tomatoes nice. of wow. 100. On a scale of 1 to 10, really quick, how excited are you for the Werewolf by Night special? Seven. Okay, I'll take that. I would say seven. <laughs> I would say yeah, seven or eight.
0: I don't know, I know
2: enough about I'll
5: the stories okay. to know yeah. what's
0: going on. So seven. I would say six
2: if it didn't get the reviews. It got eight because it got the reviews. It's got.
5: Mm, okay. okay. As far
2: as excitement, goes about the same, or interest,
1: same direction there. Uh, man on the street. <laughs>
4: six. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, for me, as far as the uh, excitement Boston scale, I mean, eight. I think it's going to be one of the more unique shows that we right. see. Or, yeah. or mm. they're calling it a special presentation. It's a it's a one shot type of deal. Right, right. It's like about an hour long. I think they said the runtime was.
3: I thought it was like. Eh, yeah, back.
1: it's like fifty three minutes. Mm. I guess.
3: Mm. I think next gonna, week.
1: Oh no! Right. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I was going to say it's. It, it feels like it's going to be one of those unique discovery sort of you know experiences kind of like with wandavision where when everything was just starting you didn't know what to expect well i think that's a good point okay so you're gonna be like hmm like which route are we going because i mean i mean the way the trailer looks i mean they're styling it in that old like you know like the 30s and 40s. Right. right. Was <laughs> back, back when Christopher Lee, was, yeah, Christopher Lee was a dapper young man, you know. But they said it's violent. So, I mean,
1: they yeah. said it's violent and it's kind of gory. Um, right. That if you're a horror, what? Well, this is just one review that I read. What'd you call me? The guy said that if it's, <laughs> called you a horror. Oh, if that, <laughs> they said if you're a, a super fan of horror films, you're not going to think it's that. Yeah. Uh, Gory or whatever. (laughs) But they said for a Disney Plus show and for something set in the MCU that it's, you know.
2: Step in an interesting direction. Maybe it's
1: violence on the scale that we thought we were going to get from Moon Knight. Okay. A little more. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it should be fun. Yeah. yeah. So am I. It's
3: very gritty, very, very much, especially if you're into you know the va- the vampires the you know dracula that, that kind of it's thing it's self-contained
2: and they don't have mm-hmm. time to like overly pontificate on nonsense right. so it's going to get to the point it's probably right. not going to have a lot of the words too. i used just now he, he he loves it would you
1: say pontificate it's he pontificates on another level <laughs> um i wanted to mention also uh we because we've got the guy here uh we wanted to talk about the guy. something that you would suggest for a person that had superhero fatigue it could be a miniseries or an ongoing series mm-hmm. or a tv show that you're watching currently okay so you would try to recommend
3: to somebody to watch don't okay. steal mine marcus i've got i've got mine marcus what do you think uh, oh man so you you're talking about um as far as reading i so everyone is different So that I just want to throw that out there. We got to make sure we realize that because they are, you know, um, usually what I recommend people do, and this is just coming from me, what I do. um, When I'm facing the superhero fatigue, I usually lean more towards the independent stuff, Mm -hmm. um, more grounded stories, uh, noir, that type of thing, detective mysteries, whodunits, things like that, or even manga. Just kind of oh, just okay. total, like a total just, you know. Switching gears. Yeah, We're, just switch gears. Reading to, backwards. Yeah, yeah, just like, just a total stylistic difference just to kind of just clear, cleanse the palette. Not really cleanse it, I guess, because the manga can get pretty. <laughs> sure, sure, enhance it. Enhance it. Enhance yeah, There you go, there you yeah. go. Switch gears, and then, you know, after a while, then you can go back to reading Superman, Thor, Batman, what have you. Um, as far as current series, oh, man. Anything kind of DC black label, mm. is, it's been killing. So if you want to do, like, for example, I mentioned the whodunits. Tom King, he's a great yes. writer for that. Great writer. So they just released the hardcover of Human Target, which is the first six issues of that series.
0: Human Target's fantastic.
3: Human Target. got yeah. me onto that. I Human really Target is great. Human Target. There's a one-shot too, right? There, there is. Tales, Tales of, of Human you. Target, yep. which just came out. Um, and oh. then Human Target Seven just came out this week, actually issue seven. So they're continuing it. Um, also, because I'm a big Chip Zdarsky fan, and actually this book I think made put me over the top with him. There's a image title that he's doing called Newburn.
5: Mm.
3: Okay, and and it's basically it's the it's a it's a it's about Newburn. He's a he's a former police officer turned private investigator, and basically he has. Um, he's in a unique position because he has—he's basically like a, a power broker. So he—he's hired by every major crime family in—I think it's New York—in New York to investigate crimes against the families. So okay. if if a mobster from, let's say, the Russian mafia gets, you know, whacked, he's the one who's called to investigate it, and then they all meet. And, and he, he's trusted amongst the families to be a neutral third party, basically, to say, OK, instead of like all of us just going to war with each mm. other in, in terms of families, he's the neutral. And, and he'll he'll be like, OK, well, this is what's happening. He also uh, has a strange relationship with his former employers, the police department. So he still has connections with the police department and he still interacts with them and helps them as well. You might have to put this on my poll for me, dude. I'm sold. Sounds interesting. So it's really good. It's really good, and it it reads, and it has this. This you
0: should sell comics for a living, man.
4: (laughs) He seems to know his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That could be me. I don't know. But it's just
3: like it reads like it's basically like that noir detective noir mystery whodunit. And you not only see it from his perspective, but he also takes on a reluctant partner from the police department. She's uh she's a kind of a rising star, if you will, or uh, you know, and she she doesn't really want to deal with him because she knows his history because he deals with everyone, right? So he deals with the, the scummiest of the scum mm-hmm. people, as well as the you know, the police department and whatnot. And she doesn't want to tag along, but. So you get her perspective because at the end of each issue you see like a journal entry from her about what, what she's experiencing. Okay. And you're like, oh wow, this is you know, so it's really good and there's a lot of page turning like reveal twists with Grant Morrison to me. Like it. It. It's I like it. It. it's very good. So if you like that, like, you know, detective noir. Done It? mystery, he's getting himself in some very, like, ooh, dangerous situations, and he's not even pulling his gun, that type of thing, and you're like, wow, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, All right. Donovan, what's go? go.
0: Andor. If you're not watching Andor, I don't know what the hell is wrong with yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, it was gonna so
5: It is these... <laughs> <gonna say that. laughs>
0: it yeah, is, I'm not <laughs> kidding when I say this, and this isn't hyperbole, and maybe you might think it is, but it is the best Disney Plus show ever made. I agree with that. Oh wow! Okay, it is, and it has the potential to be the greatest Star Wars story arc in the history of Star Wars. I I don't disagree
3: with that. Mm. I think so. Even even more, even more than Obi Wan.
0: Better than Empire Strikes Back. Oh, all right. Like it that. has that. If they stick the landing, it has the potential to be that. I I'm agree. not saying it is now because we've got a long way to go and I can't wait to see what they're going to do. This is five years before the battle of Yavin. Yavin, That's me. <laughs> um, five years before the battle of Yavin, And I'm hoping that every season is a year before Rogue One. Well, they're only okay. doing two yeah. because Diego Luna wouldn't
2: sign on for five.
0: Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, I mean, this is such a good show. Every episode has left me going, What? What? No. One more. More. Right, I want right.
4: more. How many episodes are there going to be? The, I think uh, 10? 12. 12. 12. Oh, wow. I got I to gotta get on it's that. It is, 12 it's 12
0: really seasons. Good. It is so really compelling. Good. There's moments... I forget I'm watching a Star Wars show and then there's something that reminds me of that. There's a part in this most recent episode where they're walking through these hills and they're this going to go to this guerrilla faction. And all of a sudden you're, and you're like, what the heck? Oh my God, that's right. I'm watching a Star Wars show. Those are TIE fighters. And then they show wow. a side of the empire you've never really seen before at their peak, their absolute peak. And it is incredible. There's a scene when one of the guys who's like the head of security, he says, we are not a security We don't work in security for the Empire. We are... We are medical professionals.
4: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: We stamp out disease where there's disease right. on these different systems. Wow. That's what we do. A really
4: powerful scene. Man. I mean, wow. I, mean I mean,
0: lines like that. And then you get to see <laughs> Mon Mothma for the first time, like, in her glory. She feels like a real rebel in this. Like, oh, not just man. And there's a, a line that there. Diego Luna delivers in the beginning of this most recent episode. He says, he talks about his experience working in mines when he was 16. And- come to find out that it wasn't the Empire that did this. It was another faction that was against the Empire, and the Empire just pitted these factions against each other. He goes, so what are you, alliance, a separatist, a guerrilla? Who are you? Because they have us fighting with each other, and he goes, all the more reason we should kill the Empire, because they have you fighting against each other. So, I I mean, this show is in Stellan Skarsgård, is so good in this show there's moments of just pure acting genius It's incredible it's wow. the best show on show. television wow. right now it's so good it's better than everything I'm going to watch she it again. Hulk. It's better than She Hulk. Whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, <laughs> and then, sorry, and then whoa, just whoa, to sorry.
0: sort of piggyback up what Marcus is saying as far as books that are outside of the super, if you want to start, like, start anywhere, start with Alan Moore's stuff, V for Vendetta, Oh,
5: yeah. From yeah. Hell,
0: um, even like the DC, uh, it, it, there's, um, what's it called on Netflix right now?
4: Sandman. 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 Go read
0: Sandman. I just started reading Sandman for the first time, yeah. and I'm like, what have I been waiting for? This right. is so good. Right. And the right. show's incredible, too, but the book is even better. So, right. start. Start there. Just Google like not, and then there's a you know, one of the most famous non um, superhero graphic novels called Mouse, and it's yeah. about oh, a little yeah. Jewish yeah. mouse or a Jew, or not a Jewish mouse, but the mouse looks like Hitler, and it's yeah. there's it Deals with yeah.
3: all yeah. these different yeah.
0: things. It's very, very good. Guys, go read stuff well, and then now watch. I, now I feel
3: bad because I'm a big Alan Moore fan. I love Alan Moore, so now <laughs> I feel bad for, him. For, for not mentioning it. Me. <laughs> don't, don't, don't feel bad, but yeah, <laughs> hot dog. Yes.
2: So, for uh, I'll start with television shows. So, because uh, I think if you have any interest in the universe that is Lord of the Rings, I think you should watch uh, Rings of, of Power. I think it's good. Yeah. I think there's some dialogue in the show that's very bad, but for the most part, it's very good. Um, it's deviating pretty heavily from the source material in a lot of places, but uh, I think it's serving the narrative the same way. Yes. Um, I I'm enjoying it, and I think if you are interested in getting like into something and going, Okay, I kinda of am interested in the show. Now I want to read the books. I think that's a great like deep dive for you. If you're just looking for like surface level entertainment, I would say watch House of Dragons. That's not a slight on House of Dragons. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you I don't think that would not, I don't want to say require, but have the need for more of a deep dive. Like Marcus is texting me after each episode. He's like, yo, so who is this and what's going on here? And I'm like, well, this could be this, this, that, or the other thing. Marcus is like, oh, okay. Which yeah. could be a like you know a slide on the show, but you'll probably figure things out like that as it goes along. Right. But um, that would be my suggestion for the show. And then for comics... I would say I am going to read, uh, what was it called? Newburn. Newburn. New I'm going to yeah. read Newburn uh, New because the Darsky is incredible.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, and the two comics I would suggest right now are 007 from okay. Philip Kennedy. That's what I thought you were going to do. Philip Kennedy Johnson. <laughs> and then, in an interesting way, um, if you're looking for, if you're tired of like all these big events in superhero comics and you're right. like, I just want to read a superhero comic that is the kind that may be made into a movie, hmm. read One Dark Knight.
5: Mm. Oh, yeah. That Jock, is a really very good.
2: succinct wow. story. It's yes. basically
1: written and illustrated. by. It's Jock.
2: basically mm-hmm. a bodyguard mm-hmm. taking this person that they're trying to protect who may not want their protection from one side of the city to the other in yes. the dead of night right. with the power knocked out. And I think that you would really enjoy that mm-hmm. as an entry level thing into just comics in general and even superhero comics, but it's not like Superman doesn't fly in and save the day. You're not fighting some dude who's shooting lasers out of his hands. It's Batman Batman trying to get a dude from one side of the city to the other. And I think if you haven't gotten into stuff like that, that could be your entry-level way in. And the art is incredible. It's just fun to look at.
1: Uncle Nephew. What do
4: you think? Uh the, yeah real fast for me. I agree uh, with Donovan. Uh, Andor has been fanta- absolutely fantastic. Same. And I and then my second one uh, as far as series is concerned it's on Apple Plus. I I said it before and I'll say it Apple again. Plus. It's it's uh, it's on the Plus. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. I wanted to say the right the right thing. Uh it's uh, Severance. Severance has uh, been absolutely yeah. amazing. It's it's uh sci-fi and mystery and it's nutty and Adam Scott is on it and everything is uh, that, that is one of my favorite shows. And season one is out. Season two is is being worked on right now. Uh, watch Severance on Apple Plus. That's, oh. awesome.
1: That's nice. Um, I, as far as the show goes, go ahead. Yeah, Frank. I
0: also wanted to say because Philip Kennedy Johnson is a friend of the show, and we love him as well. Follow some of his non superhero stuff: Alien, James Bond, Last Sons of America. Yeah. Last, Those are the all the last. God, the last God. They're all great books as well. Go check him out as well. As right. far absolutely. as if you want to absolutely. absolutely. Anyway,
5: sorry,
1: no, uh, I was gonna say. Uh, I mean. It's a it's a triple endorse for Andor. <laughs> Andor, wow. wow! It's an andor's. a triple Andor endorsement. I, I I love Andor. It's like a breath of fresh air, oh, nice man. I, well, I would have had more for you, but I'm pressed for time. He's oh! <laughs> if you, uh, but if hot. you, as far as books go, I mean, it seems like Boom Studios is is kind of like trending towards just horror stuff. But they oh, had yeah, a yeah. new series that dropped, I think, this week, The Briar. Yes, uh, Christopher Cantwell. And it's Mm -hmm. an alternate version of um, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Hmm. And I'm interested in that. Um, (laughs) I I, want to check that out. Right. Uh, if you're into fantasy at all, and it's more like for a younger audience, but it's also a James Tynan, uh, I was going to say a James Tynan joint, a James Tynan project. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called Wind. It's a oh. fantasy oh, yeah. series. W- it's really cool. Yeah. Yep, I've got a couple of the collected editions. If you guys want to borrow those, I'll bring those in. Yeah. We can check them out. We'll start a library back here. I'm sure. Marcus and um, Once in Future, <laughs> Once in Future is ending next month. Oh. I've loved it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have enough to say. I mean Dan Moore's been ridiculous, Karen mm-hmm. Gillen. It's it's amazing. On Once and Future is incredible. And it's not superhero stuff. It's uh really good. Yep. And then something else that ended a few months back was uh maybe last year actually, was Die.
3: Mm.
1: Oh. Not like a dice like right, right, Dungeons and Dragons. That was really cool. Kind of like a Stranger Things Lord of the Rings, right. Jumanji type of yeah. mashup, I guess you could call it. It's ridiculous. Uh, great fans. A lot of people couldn't get in the artwork, but that was really cool for me. Uh, to uh,
5: piggyback Paul, you on
2: your Boom Studios, I would say it finished recently. It's only 20 issues, give or take. Um, Seven Secrets, Tom Taylor. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's a. Sh- it's not the longest read. You're not going to be sitting there looking at comic books for hours on hours. Read. Yeah. Um, Tom Taylor tends to write like that. Like he'll write like a normal length book and you'll be like, Oh my God, I'm done. I just read this whole thing in like a blink of an eye. Cause that's just the way Tom Taylor writes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, to shout out the chat, uh, Austin's, uh, suggested house of dragons. Of course, patience on Hulu with Steve Carell is apparently very good. Mm. And then, uh, Austin also highly recommends bullet train for any of the, oh. any of the superhero fatigue stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say for, to piggyback on the boom studio thing, uh, Seven Secrets. Tom Taylor's fantastic. I would say if you're getting into comics, maybe Google like, you could Google best stories, best ones to start with. I would say talk to somebody like us and say, who is a good writer? And I'd say Tom Taylor, Graham Morrison, Chip Zadarsky. Um, Karen Gillen, and then go find stories that those people have written, yes. and you're almost guaranteed to. I would say the biggest thing for reading good comics is not following a character or following an yeah, following an artist can work, but following a good writer or yes. writer artist team will
3: send you in the right place. Yeah, they, they do everything. Uh, yeah. uh, that that's their that's their whole job. They want to if they are a true if they're being true to their art, which is writing. They're gonna do everything. So they're gonna do superhero stuff. They're gonna do mm-hmm. uh, grounded, noir, you know, relatable characters. Um, they're gonna do you know whatever. To, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that you know. And Tom Taylor, Chips Zdarsky, they all have done that. Yep. They've all. I mean, Chips Zdarsky, you can't find uh, really any of his Spider-Man that uh, he did. He did like some minis, and he's I on heard, Daredevil right now. He's on Daredevil, mm-hmm. killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killing
4: it, Daredevil Man. and Batman, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, with yeah. the whole makes Frank sense. Miller route,
3: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you got for the people, uncle, nephew?
4: Um, I love everybody, okay, great. <laughs> I love everybody <laughs> in this room, thank love you, you too. and uh, He's and I drinking. miss my dog Barry who passed Aww, away. We miss Barry as well. Um, and shout out I, to and Barry and the dog, shout out to my Barry boy up there playing in the doggy uh field,
1: we love that. Uh, Donovan, yeah, watch Andor. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, thank you for being here again. Again. Hey, Brother yeah, Marcus. You. Love
3: thank having you here, bud. Hey, it's always fun. It's
1: what, always do fun. you got anything for the people? Smooth voice.
3: Thank you, thank you. Soul oh, drink. my word. <laughs> Basically, like what I said uh, uh, <laughs> <You> <laughs> earlier, I blushing. earlier this very month. smooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sounds. Oh my god! Uh, the I mean, yes, reading is a is a great escape. So if you're if, you, if you're tired of even TV fatigue, streaming fatigue, you know, reading a good story, come come down to your local comic book shop. Talk to the guys who are reading. You know, they can put point you in the right direction. And yeah, we at Maximum Comics don't care. We'll come on down. Come on down. We'll talk to you about it, and we'll get you hooked up with whatever it is you need, Mm -hmm. whatever it is you need. Hot dog. Yeah.
2: I would say uh, follow us on Instagram at Into the West Comics, Twitter at Into Underscore Comics. Go find us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, and listen to the show if you would like. Um, If you're like, man, I really like the show, but watching it at six o'clock every single um, Thursday or trying to rewatch it is a little tough for me. Go to Apple Music and Spotify. They're going to be there, and you can listen to them on your way to work. And, uh, yeah, just the chat was super awesome today. Austin came in. He's awesome, as always. Thanks for TW. hanging out. Um, it was really Julio, all the guys who always come in and give us good feedback and really support the show. That's super awesome. And uh, we love you guys. I and want we to love Barry up. the dog.
1: We do. We love Barry. the good man, a good dog. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Shout out to uh, our producer. He's going to be turning 60 this weekend. Kwan, happy birthday, right. bro. Woo-hoo. Happy birthday, bro. Happy 60. birthday. I've known this guy for 30-plus years. Wow! I was skinny wow. when happy I met birthday. Kwan. My okay. God. That's a long what? time ago. God <laughs> damn. Oh, my God. For real. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Guys, thank you so, so much long. for hanging out with us tonight. Speaking of staying skinny, I'm gonna go eat some tacos.
0: <laughs> Shane does not necessarily speak for the entire cast of the Comics <laughs> <laughs> and all rights are held with him.
4: Bye oh, night. rest in peace, Coolio! Sonny. Sonny out there. <laughs> <laughs>